What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you, Peter Feist, who is the founder of Staffy. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, Matt. Pretty good. How are, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm just, just podcasting, talking to awesome founders, and now I'm chatting <laughs> with you. For people that haven't heard of Staffy or aren't familiar with you, can you kind of share what you're working on? Uh, yeah, Staffy. So Staffy um, started originally as a on-demand solution for absentees in the hospitality industry, but we, we, you know, um, since since um, COVID, we we pivoted to healthcare, and so basically, we're an on-demand staffing solution for uh, the healthcare industry now. So kind of walk me through a little bit if someone was to like um, use you as a, as a, as a, like was became one of your customers, kind of what does that look like? What situations would someone use Staffy? Um, would love to learn a little bit more about like kind of the experience there. Right, exactly. So, um, so uh, I mean, we work with a lot of long-term care, retirement homes and, and, um, and hospitals right now. And so if somebody needs, is in need of staffing a cleaner, a housekeeper, uh, a a care aid, a nurse, whatever. Uh, they go onto our platform, they can post a shift, they decide how much they wanna pay or how much they wanna offer, sorry. And then uh, the workers that are on our platform see the shifts uh, you know, based on their availability. And if, they're, if their rate matches the rate being offered, they'll get a notification. Uh, and then they apply for the shift and then the company can just choose who to hire basically based on you know, their credentials, their rating, um, where they worked before, how many shifts they've done, how much they've earned. So there's a lot of different criteria that uh, that that is offered, and it's a fully transparent uh, platform. So we show things like uh, late late uh, late arrivals, cancellations, no shows, uh, everything basically. And I'll have to hear kind of. I know you said it with with COVID, there's a little bit of a, of a switch, but like for the origin story of this company, why did you even decide to start this in the first place? <laughs> and I'd love to hear kind of overall like the origin story for Staffy. Yeah, so it's a bit of a funny story. Uh, I kind of stumbled onto Staffy by accident, and I was actually reading an article about an entrepreneur in Toronto, which is where we founded the company, who had uh, sold his company to um, uh, When I Work. But I had just been skimming over the article, and I I caught like shift and on demand, and I recognized the entrepreneur's name as being in the hospitality industry. And I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. He started the you know, Uber for staffing basically, which wasn't a cliche at the time. <laughs> and this is you know, four or five years ago, basically. And, um, uh, and so then I, I read the actual article and I discovered that wasn't had he, what he had done at all. He'd, he'd sold a module of sorts for uh, shift swaps. 
Um, but, you know, I, it was a very uh, uh, fortuitous moment. And I was like, you know, that's actually a great idea. So I ended up calling uh, a few of my friends that were in the hospitality industry. I said, you know, what do you think about this idea? What if there was an app and your line cook called in sick and you could have somebody within 90 minutes, would that be useful to you? And all of them swore at me, said it was the best idea they'd ever heard and said, uh, why didn't I think of that? And so I knew I was onto something. And basically within about three months, we had uh, a pilot of sorts. Um, you know, I got some really good advice early on. Uh, they said um, two, two pieces of really good advice. And that was um, to build a business before I built an app and uh, to pick one thing and do it really, really well. So we started in hospitality. We hired, you know, a few dishwashers in Toronto. We had them sitting, waiting for shifts. And our official, uh, our official launch date was November 2nd. And on the evening, November 1st, we got our first request and it was for a dishwasher that night because their dishwasher had called in sick. Um, and then, you know, things kind of progressed really quickly, um, you know, and uh, condensing a lot, of course, but um, we went through a period where we switched our focus from being, uh, you know, independent restaurants to enterprise class companies like Compass Group and Aramark and those types of companies. Uh, and we we're doing quite well, actually. And then uh, COVID happened and COVID basically destroyed 95% of our business uh, almost overnight. Um, and so it was, it was, it was naively at the time when, when COVID first hit, I thought it was going to be uh, something like SARS, where it would be kind of a minor inconvenience and um, you know, we'd kind of get over it and then there would be, um, you know, and things would return back to normal, but obviously there was something very different And my kind of eureka moment about, um, what the future was going to look like was when I was on my Instacart app. So I'm a frequent user of Instacart and, you know, first the delivery was, uh, you know, five hours kind of thing. And then, you know, uh, five hours later or whatever, it was 24 hours, then 48, and then seven days, and then you couldn't even get an Instacart order. So it made me realize that there was going to be a lot of industries that were much busier because of the COVID, as opposed to uh, decimated like the hospitality industry was. And so what we started doing is thinking of those companies that were going to be much bigger. So the Amazons, the Costco's, um, the, um, you know, the, the, all the local, uh, really large, uh, grocery chains or whatever. And I literally started emailing all of the CEOs of all the biggest companies I could think of, including Jeff Bezos and Galen Weston in, in Toronto and, and a bunch of other people. And, um, as well as all the healthcare and, and long-term care companies. And what we started getting traction with was, was the healthcare. And basically we were, we were able to take the staff that were in hospitality, uh, like the dishwashers and line cooks and put them into uh, positions in healthcare. So they become a, a cleaner or a housekeeper or what have you. And the front of house, the bartenders and the servers became dietary aids basically. Uh, and then once that started happening, they uh, started asking us for additional staff like clinical staff, like PSWs or healthcare aides, registered nurses, um, uh, registered practical nurses. And so we, we basically retooled our platform um, so that instead of looking for smart serve or food handlers, we were looking for um, N95 mass fit immunization records and that kind of thing. And very quickly, um, probably uh, after, you know, within the span of week, six weeks, we completely rebuilt our business in a completely different vertical. Yeah, that's, I mean, it just shows what kind of a team and entrepreneur you are like, that's like, 
COVID um, threw quite a curveball to many people. And it, it, it's been interesting for me to hear the stories on the podcast of how founders and entrepreneurs have kind of figured it out, right? I'm curious for you, you know, if you look out for the next five, 10 years and you've, you've found some success with this, I'm curious, but what does it look like then? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in um, with Staffy? Um, I mean, it's a bit hard to determine at this point, but I think we've, we've stumbled onto a vertical that is, is massive and the problems uh, in uh, healthcare are much more, you know, much more important than they are in hospitality. So it's a bigger problem in a bigger market um, with more opportunity. Um, and, um, you know, in, in hospitality, we were kind of helping restaurants run more efficiently and uh, helping events, uh, you know, helping events run smoothly. But in healthcare, you know, we, we hear it all the time, we're literally saving lives. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it feels great. And we're, we're, we're helping people in uh, all over Canada, and we're expanding in the US pretty soon. So, um, you know, we've kind of um, changed our focus or, or swapped verticals, if you will, uh, to become a healthcare company, really. And to kind of accomplish, um, to keep growing, to keep expanding, you, you know, you want some help, right? Every startup needs help and it takes a village. So my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help you? Are you hiring, looking for investors, looking for, you know, you know customers, um, people on your platform? How can the community assist? Um, yeah, I mean, so all of those things, we need all the help we can get at any given time, uh, much like most companies that are, are running. We're, we're going to do uh, some seeds. Uh, we're going to start raising a seed round in uh, January, basically. Uh, I think we kind of missed the boat uh, because we've been very busy. Uh, literally, uh, last month, we, we exceeded our entire uh, revenue from 2016, so the entire year within a single month, which was incredible. We had about 150. 50% growth from the previous month. Um, so things are really taking off and we've got our hands full. Uh, but come January, we're gonna start a fundraising round. So we're looking for people that can help us scale. scale. Uh, we're looking for investors and um, we're always looking for, you know, people that can connect us with, uh, with great co companies and clients. And if someone wanted to learn more or there's an investor listening or anything like that, how can someone learn more about Staffy? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? Can they email you? How can people get in touch? Yeah, I mean, all of the, all of the above. So we have a, our website is staffy.com. Uh, my handle on Twitter is uh, JustPTO. Our, our company's handle is Staffy app uh, on all social media. And um, my email is peterfeist at uh, staffy.com if somebody wants to reach out to me personally. Um, but if anybody finds me on Twitter, I'm always uh, willing to reply kind of thing, so. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with Staffy and thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity.